is the remix. Walker, the shotgun snap, throwing for the end zone. Moore is there. He makes the catch. Did he stay in bounds? He did. Touchdown, Carolina. RPO again. Heineke going to take a shot towards McLaurin. Near sideline. It's caught. Touchdown. Touchdown, Washington. LA looks like they want to rush four, and they do. Geno has time. Steps up. He's going to let it fly. Down the near side. It's caught. Goodwin. Touchdown, Seahawks. What a beautiful throw by Geno. You sense any give up in the locker room? Hell no. What kind of questions that, Phil? Garoppolo from his own end zone. Big chase, hit in the end zone, and down he goes. A safety for the Kansas City Chiefs. Safety. Two points, Kansas City. I just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. As we said at the start of the show, Jared is driving the Raiders content today because I was at a music festival and Ed was on an airplane. Uh, So Jared was our eyes for the Raiders win over the Houston Texans, their second of the season. Uh, But importantly, we have now all seen the video of Derek Carr getting uh, sacked by mascots. Oh, okay. It was a low snap. Yeah, yeah. It was a low snap. We found the video on Twitter. Um, I just put it in the 945, so okay. Uh, was a little he, snap. he was apparently 15 years old when that happened. Was he that old? Yeah, it's one of the tweets I saw. said he was 15. Looked like he was about eight. Right, I thought he was <laughs> much younger. But uh, yeah, it was a low snap. Eh, probably still need to catch it as the quarterback. Yeah, but yeah, it was low. Not a great snap. And by the time he picked the ball up, there were three mascots on top of him. Including his brothers. <laughs> like, including the Houston the Texans. Texans one? Yeah, he had the Texans, the Houston shirts. So obviously, this is when they lived in Houston. Right. So it just cracks me up. That literally, you couldn't have told Toro not to get me, bro. Right. So the the best, the, my favorite part of this, Carr fumbles the snap. There are th- like I three mean, mascots, three mascots that like tackle him as he's picking the ball up. But then there's two more that dive on top. After the play's yeah. clearly over, I think that's the Houston Rockets mascot <laughs> that comes in with just a late, just on top of the pile. Like that would have oh, been roughing the yeah, pass. Throw a flag. We throw are flag. piling on this kid who's laying on the ground under three mascots already. I'm like, God, th- these are so great. I love these videos so much. Every time we can get this. Why is this not halftime entertainment of every NFL game? Having kids down there against mascots? What do they do? Iggy Azalea at the Raiders-Texans games? Can we real quick stop and say, why? I I don't care who the musician is. Just give me kids versus mascots and the mascots intentionally trying to crush them. And listen, if you're a kid and you can juke out the mascot and score, awesome. Yeah, Great for for you. But I want these mascots going just after. The kids. It's the greatest. I I love every single second of it, especially now that we know Derek Carr did this as a 15-year-old. I can't believe he's 15. Look, watching that they can't, It can't be. He couldn't be 15. He, he looks he looks like there's he's a, eight years old. There's a tweet, NFL on CBS. People forget Derek Carr played at halftime of a Texans game as a 15-year-old and got rocked by Toro the mascot. So maybe CBS is wrong, but... He did not look 15. All right, hey... When's uh, Cars Media availability Thursday? Yes. No. Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. So, what you are your first question? Mm-hmm. Actually, this sounds like something Cassie Soto needs to do. So, does it feel good to get revenge on Toro all these years <laughs> later <laughs> after he embarrassed you? you got rocked. Um, all right, Jared. Did what was your more important observation from Raiders Texans? 
Oh, the, I mean, the most, the, the part that I thought was hilarious was uh, the play-by-play guy at one point goes in the second half. And obviously, as I said, they did the Rocky 2 where they switched during the second half. Yeah, Carr hasn't been audibling much here in the second half. So that's basically they went in at halftime and Josh McDaniels might have gone. Derek, just run the freaking plays I told you. Which means we're running the ball. <laughs> Stop checking into a short route to Devontae. That would be great if the reason the Raiders offense took off is because Derek Carr stopped calling audibles. So the other thing that I, my other observation from the game is Lovey Smith looks nice. Like he just seems like, like nice a, he just seems like a nice man. Is he still, is he still rocking with the bald, with the bald, with the beard? Yeah. Is it yeah. gray? Yes. It's yes. gray. Yeah. Okay. He's gray. He he just seems like if for some reason we all like got transported to like a mythical world, he would be like the grizzled veteran who goes, let me show you how he's a nice guy. Lovey Smith looks nice. His football team isn't very good, but he looks nice. I I mean, I bet he is nice. All right. Let me let me ask you guys about this story that uh, Vic Tafer from The Athletic. He talked to Max Crosby here. So apparently after games on Sunday. Max Crosby watches film from the game multiple times. I think he said he'll watch it like two or three times after the game. And when he does this, he has his one sheet meal of the week. Of the week. Here's one sentence Vic wrote. Crosby has been known to order the entire Buffalo Wild Wings menu. What does that mean? One of everything. Buffalo Wild Wings menu has 16 different appetizers, seven different salads, seven different burgers, nine different wraps or sandwiches, six different sides, and then 20 different sauces for wings, plus five different dry rubs. Yeah, okay. He is not ordering one of all of those. No. I'm thinking it's one of every single type of wing. Of every type of wing? So yeah, you think he's like getting six of, 20 different sauces, yeah, but so, like of six each or something. Yeah, so like 120 wings. That's not the entire menu. I, okay. And that's not even close. Like Being a little facetious. If we're going to exaggerate, you've got to actually order. Yeah, he's like not. to me, I thought it was one of every different type of item. So he got one salad, like one, one burger, one, one, kind one of burger, sandwich, one kind of sandwich, one side, and however many wings he eats. I mean, isn't that still, there's 20 different, there's what, 20 different sauces and five different rubs? Yeah. I mean, that's... I don't think he's ordering every single different type of sauce. No. Or every every single no, different type of hamburger. Nobody likes or wants every different sauce from Buffalo Wild Wings. No. Yeah, that's fair. Like, nobody's walking in and saying, all right, give me one of... I don't even do they even offer that. Give me one of each. Oh, no, I was thinking oh, I, he got six of each. Like, well, even that, Because yeah. I think that's the smallest well, they, they yeah. do. Let's say just a normal human, not an NFL player, but a normal human that would only eat, you know, 20 wings. He's only, if he's doing what Vic said, it's like you said, he's ordering one of the five burgers. But that's it's not, still it's not, no, it's, I mean, absurd. And it's, a, it's absurd. It's enormous. All but, right, hold on. I'm going to go look up what Michael Phelps' diet was back when he was training well, for the Olympics because it was, I believe it he, was like. But he ate healthy foods when he did that, didn't he? No, I think it was. Well, I thought he was eating like nine eggs for breakfast twice or something like that. For some reason, I thought it was like four pizzas. <laughs> Michael Four Phelps. large pizzas. <laughs> I mean, he carb-loaded up. 
here here was the other part of this. Uh, Crosby said, "I can do Burger King if McDonald's sounds good. I will do. I will do McDonald's. I'm original. I'm not bougie like a lot of guys. I stick to my roots." He said, "I usually have family in town, and I will order a crazy meal from whatever restaurant we are feeling. I eat as much as I want because I know the rest of the week I'm 100 percent meal prep, uh, prep to the minute." I will watch the game over and over again because I can't sleep the night after a game. Anyway, if we're go, we we can't figure out how much he actually orders from Buffalo Wild Wings, but he orders the entire menu. Insinuates he orders a lot of food. How much food do you think he orders from McDonald's or Burger King if they get food from there? I mean, if he's doing every every item at Buffalo Wild Wings, he's ordering maybe every burger. From McDonald's, a lot, along with with the chicken sandwiches and the fish fillets and the pies that Mike Ramallah doesn't like, and the way definitely fries, lots of fries. So my thought was, okay, would it be too little if he just ordered like two two combo meals? Right, he gets a Big Mac and he gets a chicken sandwich, quarter pounder with cheese, right, whatever, or chicken nuggets, Big Mac, fries, drink, chicken nuggets, fries, Fries, drink. drink. Does that seem that's like too little? Enough. You don't think that's enough? I don't think that's enough. <laughs> okay. If so, he's ordering all that Buffalo Wild meal, what'd Michael Phelps do? For lunch, Michael Phelps would have a pound and a half of pasta, two large ham and cheese sandwiches on white bread, smothered with mayo, and energy drinks. Then for dinner, he'd have a only a pound of pasta with carbonara sauce, a large pizza, and more energy yeah. drinks. Carb, carb crazy. So, not quite what I remember, but at one point during his day, he is eating 2.5 pounds of pasta. Yes. I know the whole point Jesus. of the, the Phelps story was about how many calories he ate versus how many he burned. Right. Because he burned such a ridiculous amount. That math can't be right, can it? <laughs> in terms of how much he ate? Right. Like, if we're talking about calories in versus calories out, the math can't be right there. He th- Was he really burning enough Calories. Oh, I, I mean, eat. how many workouts a day did, what did he do? What did you say? It's ultimately, two and a half pounds of pasta, two ham and cheese sandwiches, a large pizza, and then just energy drinks. Just for energy days. drinks for days. And then I hold on, I'll bring it back up. I'll go see what breakfast was because it was too long of a paragraph for me to feel confident reading. He might go the eggs like Tyler said on the breakfast. I th- I, that's what I remembered from that report. He might go the fun. He work out three times a day. I. I mean, his workouts, I can only imagine what his Three workouts. fried egg sandwiches yeah. with cheese, tomatoes, lettuce, fried onions, and mayo, followed by three chocolate chip pancakes, I... five egg omelet, three sugar-coated slices of French toast, a bowl of grits, and two cups of coffee. All right. The amount of time it takes just to eat all of that, Michael Phelps had to have eaten, or I guess worked out eaten, Worked, worked out, out eaten, eaten, worked, worked out. out, and three, that was three his day. workouts a day, and that's his six a.m. and that's every minute of his day from six a.m. Yeah. until nine. Three workouts PM. a day, three meals a day. I don't believe it. I believe the three workouts a day. Yes, but I don't believe that's how much food he ate because just what he just read for breakfast, it would take you an hour to eat all of that. And is it the old wives' tale about cramping after you eat? <laughs> Going swimming because that guy swam a lot. Okay, he waited thirty minutes after yes, he ate. Yes, and then he his, went and worked out his large pizza and pasta and down four energy drinks. He waited thirty minutes, yes. so it was all good. <laughs> then, he went the, then he went in the pool. It was all good. I just like the Crosby story here. Crosby doesn't do this every day. 
Crosby says no, he does you know, this on Sunday. Meal prep, cheat meal. Right. This is his one a week cheat meal. Hey, we just played a game. I'm going to watch the film and eat six Big Macs or whatever the hell it is. Like maybe once I can understand that, but if you're telling me that was like a daily routine, there's just I don't believe. I don't believe anybody is eating that much food just simply because of a how much food it is, but also how long it's going to take you to eat all right. that. It's just, your whole day is eating and swimming. I mean. I could see him eating a ton of McDonald's or Burger King, but I I drew the line at, at one of everything at, at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I mean, you really order that, and they come to the house with that, and you sit there and eat that much? I don't – I just – I mean, he's an NFL player. He's a, a big he's guy. He's not a small dude. No, he's not a small dude, but still, that's – My my thought on when he goes to McDonald's or Burger King, my guess was he eats one combo meal for every time he rewatches the game. And he said he'll rewatch it like three times in the night after the game because he can't sleep. So three combo meals? So I'm guessing like, yeah, he sits down, first rewatch, here's a Big Mac fries and whatever he drinks. Second rewatch, I got the 20 chicken nuggets, fries and whatever. And if he watches it a third time, it's the quarter pounder with cheese. So what you're saying on a game day, he could do the nine for nine challenge. Yeah, probably. Nine, nine, nine. Sit he down, could probably do yeah, that. Probably. Because I mean, we long? don't know if he drinks. The, but the hot dogs yeah, would be yeah, yeah. You're the right. hot dogs would be no problem like, for Max Cross. He'd have it done by the second inning. He'd be like, "Do I get nine more exactly. after this?" <laughs> yeah, we don't know if he drinks. So, so probably maybe drink nine. Could he do nine energy drinks? Like nine Phelps? energy drinks. He could, no, that's ooh, why he can't sleep. You imagine that? You imagine if he did nine energy drinks and then said, "I got to go to bed." Jared, you used to drink energy drinks like uh, water. Yeah. Uh, what's the most you drank in a day? Uh, seven. All right, so nine would be insane. No, that like, was I, the, I probably could have pushed to nine, but we I still had to be up uh, in the morning. Like, that was a seven over the entire course of a day. Right. right. This not, would be nine not and just, nine hey, innings. you played a football game, it's eight o'clock at night, and you're eating dinner with your family while watching right. the game. This would be nine and nine I'm innings. pound nine energy drinks. Do you think, okay, could it be that he orders the entire menu, literally the entire menu at Buffalo Wild Wings because he has other people? I mean, if he has family there, like he, like Tyler said in the story, he does say he has family and friends around. So maybe, so maybe he does do that. He maybe orders he does just do an that. obnoxious amount. Yeah, he just caters an obnoxious amount of food, and they bring it to him. And they cater for him. How much is that order from Buffalo Wild Wings? Less than his signing bonus. Yes, <laughs> but it adds up. You know, and you I do guess it every they're week. bringing it to him. You do it every week. I don't know if that guy's walking in after a game. Max Crosby walks into Buffalo Wild Wings and says, I need my order. They bring out like 10 bags. I hope it is. I, I hope I, he I, walks in as like the usual guys. Yeah, the, the, They're the, like, oh, kitchen's closed say, after there's this. There's Max Crosby. He's going out with like 10 bags holding them. That'd be great. You don't get your wings I, after Max Crosby if you go on a Sunday. Exactly. Don't go to the same one as he does on a Sunday. All right. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs. How was the game? Not very good. Have you ever seen a good hockey game? No. Me neither. I love sports. I just can't get next to hockey. Bischoff's brief. See, I think Americans like to savor situations. One down, bottom of the ninth. One run game, first and third. Left-handed batter, right-hand reliever. Infielder, double play depth. Here's the pitch. Bischoff's briefs. Scoring in hockey it seems to come out of nowhere. The play-by-play guy is always shocked. Le Petier. Passes to Huck and Chuck, who skates past the blue line. Huck and Chuck, of course, was traded from Winnipeg for a case of Labatt's after sitting out last season with, oh my God, he scores! Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs today. A little bit about 
what I did yesterday, which was not watch any NFL. It's why Jared's been so important to the show today. Uh, I was at the When We Were Young Festival out at the Las Vegas Festival grounds. First off, there was supposed to be a show Saturday and Sunday. I had tickets to Sunday. I went yesterday. Uh, the show on Saturday got canceled because of high wind. Um, these tickets were $300. Uh, people are getting refunded that had tickets to Saturday. But this was the first time a lot of these bands have played in a long time or at least played together in a festival setting in a long time. People flew in from other countries to go to this festival. And if they had tickets on Saturday and it got canceled, they flew into Vegas and didn't get to go. I guess they could have bought resale tickets for Sunday show, but sucks to be somebody that had tickets on Saturday, especially if you traveled somewhere else. Lucky for us, like if ours had gotten canceled, we live here. Like right. <laughs> we would have just got your money, money back. back and that would have been it. Now the actual festival, I should have looked up to see if anybody had this reported. I have never been somewhere with so many people. That was unbelievable. We waited in line to get in for two hours. Where'd you park, by the way? Uh, How far away? Next to the stratosphere, which is fairly close to the festival grounds. But here was the problem. We walked up to the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Sahara, and there is zero signage and zero employees to tell you like where to go, where to go, where the entrance is. So we just got in a line. This line went all the way down Sahara, turned left onto Sammy Davis, and then all the way down to the, I can't remember the road name, the intersection of the road where Circus Circus is, then back up Sammy Davis, back down Sahara, and then back down Las Vegas Boulevard to that same intersection, but on the other side of the block. This is where just the to circus enter the festival. Just to get into the gates, to get into the festival. Waited in line for two hours. And the worst part is you waited in line for two hours and you didn't know where the line was going because there was nobody out there to tell you where to go. Like we were just, all right, people are in line. I hope this is going to end up at the gate sometime. (laughs) So we got in line at uh, about 1130. We got in a little after 130. The festival started at noon. Like we missed a third, not a third, about a fifth of the festival waiting in line unbelievable how many people were in line and how there was nothing there so that happened whatever we finally get in i've never been somewhere with so many people it was like you couldn't see the stages from unless you pushed your way into it to the front could you hear everything yeah so i will say the big the main thing they did really well is the sound was great like you you did not have to be anywhere near the stage and hear it and it sounded great so they did do a good job on that. But so the way they had it set up is there were two main stages. And so one band would play and they'd have the other stage set up so that the Ready next band go. could go immediately right away. And then across the other side of the festival grounds, there were two other stages. So there's four stages ultimately. And there's basically no room for you to not be standing in a crowd. Like you are, you're obviously when you're in the crowd for a concert, you're, you know, fighting the crowd or whatever you're doing. Like you're surrounded by people. But even when you decided, all right, I'm leaving this stage to go to another stage. It's, it it doesn't, doesn't look any different. It's just hordes of people that you have to fight through and push through to get to the other stage. It's unbelievable. And I would say this, if half the amount of people were there, 
that would have been one of the best music festivals I've ever been to in my life. But because there were so many people, it was kind of miserable. Like it kind of sucked. I would not do it again. If you told me like it was happening again, I would not. Wasn't worth do the it money. Again. No, not, not the money, whatever, but just the overall experience because there were probably two or three bands me and my fiance wanted to see that we just didn't see. Cause we were like, it's not worth it going all the way back across to the other stage to see them, to see them. Right. And like somebody else we wanted to see was at the stage and we were like, we'll just wait for an hour here until they come on. So how long were you at the festival from one thirty to what? Uh, we left, we did not stay for My Chemical Romance, who was the headliner. We left at 10.30, something like that. And you got out pretty easily? Getting out wasn't too bad, no. The problem is we parked by the stratosphere, and the entrance to the festival was on the other side of the festival, so we had to walk walk a long ways to just pass the whole festival again to get back to our car. But, like, it was fun. I'm glad we did it, but... Way too many damn people, like an unbelievable amount of people to where we couldn't see the stage. Like, or even at like 2.30 on one of the like smaller stages for a band I'd never heard of, I, you, you, you couldn't see the stage because there were so many people. And I'm like, I've never heard of this band. It's 2.30 and we're on a small stage. And I'm like, I'm so far away, I can't see them. It was unbelievable how many people were there. Like, I almost believe... If people had tickets on Saturday, they just let them in. If you told me that, right. I'd be like, oh, yeah, right. I believe that. Because there were they just so showed, many they people. They just showed their tickets. Like, unbelievable amount of people that were there. And I will say, bathroom situation was great. The food vending situation was great. Like, you didn't even didn't even wait in line long to get food. Didn't have to wait in line to go to the bathroom. Apparently, I didn't get merch, but the merch line was ridiculously long. But, like, they did, like, they were anticipating there being this many people there. So, unbelievable. And they had enough food. Uh, I didn't eat after three o'clock yesterday, so maybe they ran out, but I didn't go back for more food. So maybe they didn't have enough food, but yeah, had they, they were ready for that many people, but it was just an insane. I can't believe how many people were there. We knew how many people were coming to the wedding reception. We still ran out of food. (laughs) (laughs) You always over order on food because if you order, like if you that way, there's food left over, and you can be like, take it, take right, it. Right. Yeah. Now, I uh, I will say my phone service was not very good. I saw two half innings of Astros Yankees, pulled it up on my phone to watch it when, I, when my phone would actually work, saw Jeremy Pena's three-run home run, and saw Alex Bregman's go-ahead single. So I saw the good parts of that game. If I had just watched those, it was the greatest offense ever. They score every time they come up to bat. And the Astros are going to the World Series. Yeah, them and the Phillies. It's going to be a fun week. Danny's here. What do you got, Danny? I will say, though, uh, with the even with the cancellation of Saturday's events, a lot of those um, a lot of those bands did free shows around oh, yeah. town. They did. So that was they cool. went around town. Yeah, yeah. They, they found last minute like a bar to go play. Like I think Sand Dollar was a big one. I think they had like two or three bands, and then a couple did it on uh, Fremont Street and just yeah, all around downtown. Wow. So that was cool of them. Uh, Bring Me the Horizon was one of the bands that played. They did a show. Uh, I can't remember where, but they had people buy tickets. <laughs> They did not do it for free. free. They did not do it for free. You had to buy tickets. I don't know how much they were, but they did not do it for free. You had to buy tickets. All right. Coming up next, Jamison Welch joins the show. Swing and a drive. Left field. It's deep. It's going. And it is going. Yes. It is Bedlam at the bank as Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top. 
the opportunity to be able to be in that situation. I'm not there unless JT, you know, gets that hit in that in that at bat. I told Kalong before I walked up the steps, I said, let's give him something to remember. Just that moment, I mean, just being able to do it at home. I didn't want to get back on that flight to San Diego. I just didn't want to get you know, on a five and a half hour flight. You know, I wanted to hang out at home and enjoy this at home with these fans, with this with this organization and this fan base. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. They had another game in Philadelphia if they lost yesterday. No. He wasn't getting on a flight unless they lost two in a row. Yeah, he was. It was 2-3-2. Two, two. He was going back. Oh, that was game five. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, sorry. he was going back. I'm used to baseball teams sweeping everything. My bad. Okay. My bad. Joining us now is Jameson Welsh. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at the Jameson with two E's in the. Good morning, Jameson. Hey, How Jameson. are you today? Uh, good morning, fellas. Thanks for having me. Uh, definitely appreciate it. It is that time of year, so it's all good. Uh, all right. Let's start with the Lakers here. Uh, Russell Westbrook has an offer, and then yesterday, what he got subbed in with about four minutes left in the Lakers leading, and they end up losing. He took a funny shot in the final 30 seconds, a pull-up jumper with like 17, 18 on the shot clock. Uh, is there a solution to Russell Westbrook and the Lakers' problems? He has to stay home. Um, it's getting <laughs> to the point where they're better off without him than they are with him. Um, and this is not an indictment on his whole career, not like that. That's something totally different. But currently today, the numbers prove it themselves. They are better off without him than they are with him. They should be 2-1 and one right now. Something similar happened on Thursday when he came back in the game versus the Clippers. I believe it was like a tie game. They ended up losing that game. So you can point to exactly where he's coming back in games, and the team is having a drop-off. So the best bet while they figure out what they want to do with him is just telling him to sit home, and that may not happen until Dennis Schroeder is able to be healthy because he's out with an injury, and Patrick Beverly is like the only other ball handler on the team uh, besides LeBron. So that might be what they're waiting on, but it just seems like it's inevitable at this point because he is not helping the team win. Uh, it's one thing if they were winning but he was struggling, but they're 0-3, and you can point to his mistakes and say, hey, these are the reasons why. I've never seen a guy take a two-for-one with the lead before. Uh, with under 30 seconds left in a basketball game, 18 seconds left. I've never seen that. So when I saw that yesterday, I was like, oh, this is, something's wrong here. And you can see the reactions. I mean, LeBron and AD were like, what, what, what's going on? So there's a lot going on, but we're losing – and you're the guy that makes mistakes. It's a very simple uh, solution at this point. Uh, staying in L.A., are you surprised we're already seeing load management on the two guys in terms no. of Kawhi and John Wall um, already? No, because Kawhi, you got to get him ready for the long haul. And we know he can't play 80 games. So if he can only get you 60 in a full season, playoffs included, then you got to manage it that way, which makes sense. However, it is some cause for concern. Like if you're if you're low managing in October, then that kind of tells us your body is not really gonna make it. You know, that's kind of like a precursor. Like, hey, um, managing in October is different. Like, I've never seen one coming off the bench. I get that. Like, that's understandable. But then not playing the next game and then continuing to come off the bench, it's different. Like, it's definitely a bit different. Um, but the Clippers have a great staff, a really good front office, so I do trust them with that. But Kawhi's body is something to be to be monitored because 
it just doesn't quite sound right. Normally, you start load managing in the middle of the season, maybe towards the end, but they know his body better than we do, so I'm going to trust them. But, man, it doesn't, from the outside of the end, it doesn't really seem right. Should we be talking about them as a top team in the NBA, a serious finals contender? We should because they're very deep. They're like 10-plus deep on their roster. Like they got a lot of guys that can play and that can you know, hold their own on the court. So they don't necessarily need Kawhi for 80 games during the regular season or Paul George for 80 games. And, of course, I mean, John Wall is their backup point guard. He looks like a healthy version of the 2022 version of John Wall, which is not bad. So they have a lot of good pieces. The key for them is – can everyone stay within their role? Because they have a lot of guys that are scored, scoring guys, and if they're not scoring, what good do they do? You know, you have Morris, you have Kennard, um, you have Powell who are scoring guys. If they're not scoring, how do they contribute? Um, you know, do they get lost? Do they, do they maintain their consistency everywhere else? Those are questions I think that are going to be interesting as the season goes on, especially – when it comes to playoff time, because when the rotation gets short and you're used to playing 30 minutes and that 30 minutes gets cut in half, how do you react? So I'm curious about how they manage the roster, but Ty Lue, you can make arguments, Ty Lue's the best coach in the league. So they have good problems. For a team that's trying to win a championship, they have good problems, but they are not the best team in their own division. So uh, we will see how that goes going forward. Do the Jazz know they're supposed to stink? (laughs) Well, it's early, so there's always a surprise early on. Um, there's a lot of a lot of new faces and names on the Jazz. Uh, you know, Markkinen's on there. He's playing pretty good thus far. On Lennox there, you know, they have um, uh, Kessler there. So they, they have some guys that are new and they're playing well. I think once the tape gets around the league, there'll be some adjustments. I mean, if Laurie Markkinen's your number one option offensively, eventually that's going to get figured out. However, you got to give them credit for playing hard and balling out the first week. you got to give them credit for that. It was definitely unexpected. I bet you each team that played them probably circled them as an automatic win, but that has not been the case. So we'll see how that goes, but I do expect some adjustment back to reality once the tape gets around the league. However, you got to give them credit because you still got to play hard. you still got to produce. And, I mean, they got a tough win last night in New Orleans, which is not an easy place to play. So, Got to give them kudos for that. Is there anything to be worried about with the Sixers after uh, losing to the Spurs and starting 0-3, or is it just early, weird three-game stretch? Whenever you got a newcomer saying, you know, basically cussing at people in game three, and your best player has not worked out in two months because he has plantar fasciitis, not a good sign. I'm not saying it's impossible or anything like that. It's not a good sign. Like, the signs that we're seeing are not good. We will see what happens uh, as things go on, but I'm kind of worried from what I see thus far. I would not be encouraged from what I'm seeing thus far because they're only going to go as far as Joel takes them. As good as Harden and Maxine and Tobias Harris are and P.J. Tucker and, you know, Bible and all those guys, if Joel Embiid's not playing at an MVP level, they have no chance. And if he's not in the best of shape or if he's not healthy, they don't have a chance, but they have expectations and a very high payroll. So that means something's going to have to give. Uh, we'll see how things go, but uh, 0-3 with that roster is not acceptable. 
Are the Nets more the team that got killed by the Pelicans or beat the Raptors? Um, they are they're the team that beat the Raptors, the Raptors because they have firepower. Right? When you got Kevin Durant and Kyrie, you have firepower that very few teams can match. Um, their biggest thing is the other guys on that roster, namely Ben Simmons. <clears throat> Whatever he gives you, he's going to have to be consistent with. So if he's going to be an all-defensive team player, cool, you're going to need that consistently. If he's going to give you a 15 and 8 a night, you're going to need that consistently. You can't go game to game worrying about what he's going to give you. That's going to be their biggest issue this season is what is Ben Simmons going to provide for them on a nightly basis. If he can maintain some consistency and stay healthy, they have a good shot at being a threat in the East. But if he's going to be up and down the whole season, they have no shot. We know Kyrie's not going to play the full season. And Kevin Durant is, you know, 34 years old, you know, with a couple of serious injuries behind him. So we know he's not playing the full season. So with all that being said, you're going to need consistency out of Ben Simmons. I do believe they will be a, a tough out, out East. But, man, I, I would love to see if, if all their guys are healthy at the right time. I'd love to see how it looks when it comes to playoff time because they have a very special, unique blend of guys, but it's just going to be interesting to see. Are you surprised that the Mavericks are not starting Christian Wood? Man, so everyone in this city who's been in the media for a while, we remember Christian Wood from the UNLV days when he was Chris Wood. Um, He has come a long ways. If you would have told me that he should be starting on a team with Luka Doncic and he would be like the second best player on the team, I would have had some questions for you. But he is so valuable to them, and their offensive numbers are off the charts with him on the court. Um, he's been amazing. It seems like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. However, I think come playoff time, I don't think starting matters. I think the minutes played is the biggest thing. So if he's coming off the bench and playing 37 minutes, he's best to be a starter anyway. So I don't think the starting part matters. I think his impact in the lineups that he's in are key. Uh, but he also gives Luca a different threat in terms of offense, in terms of a scoring threat. Um, you know, we all remember – Christian Wood not being able to shoot consistently from the outside, that's changed. We also remember the motor and the inconsistent issues. All that's changed. Those things have been fixed, and now you have a guy that has all-star type talent when it's on, and this first week it's been on, so we'll see. But Luka makes guys like that better. Like He brings certain things out of guys like that. So it's a good fit, and it's good to see Christian Wood playing up to his potential because we all knew it was there. It just took a lot to get it to come out. Well, he is Jamison Welsh. Again, follow him on Twitter at the Jamison two E's in the Jamison. As always, we appreciate it. Thanks, Jamison. Not a problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care. So NBA uh, still early in the season, but the Sixers haven't won a game and the Jazz have won all of their games. And that should probably be the opposite. Should be opposite. <laughs> all right. We got tickets to give away to go see Elton John. Farewell, Yellow Brick Road. The final tour at Allegiant Stadium on November 1st. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go see Elton John, call in now. 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number 11 at 702-364-1100. Juju talked about Friday. He said uh, you guys gained a lot of chemistry playing Call of Duty in Warzone, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, one three straight. Can you describe it from your perspective? Yeah, I don't, I don't play uh, all the time, but some of those guys play. And so when I had a kind of a free night on Friday, and so I told him, I was like, I'll get on with y'all for a little while. And so it was me, uh, Travis, Marquez, and Juju. 
and Marquez and Juju are really good. Me and Travis are just all right. But we did our part, and we went three for three with, with three wins in Warzone, which I don't do often, which I, they might, but I don't. So I felt pretty good about it going into the game. You're locked in the press box. Danny is in here, uh, and I'm disappointed by this, but can you share what you received from Chick-fil-A? First of all, why are you disappointed in the fact that I actually got something or what I got? Well, because he invests thousands of dollars I a year I didn't in this. get what you're about to tell yeah, everybody that you got. He's using the word disappointed, but what the word he actually means is jealous. I was, I was thinking he's that like, exact same jealous. thing. Yeah. So I'm disappointed in Chick-fil-A. I've, so <laughs> in, the, in the fall months... Chick-fil-A well, has a um, a milkshake. It's the autumn spice milkshake or something like that. And it is delicious. And I believe, Tyler, me and you had conversations about that like a month ago. I have so not ago. had it, but you told me to try it. But I haven't had it. It's really good. Mainly because I go for breakfast and I get a milkshake at breakfast. But. So I, I hit up Chick-fil-A on Twitter and was like, hey, I know you guys only keep your special milkshakes around for like 10 to 12 weeks. You need to keep these around longer because they're all really good, especially the uh, peppermint mocha milkshake. During no, the peppermint times. by far is amazing. <laughs> so, uh, so after I hit them up on Twitter, they responded and said, "Hey, shoot us a DM. We're gonna send you a cozy fall surprise." This was about two weeks ago. So I hit them up. They asked for my email and my physical address. Gave them the information. Yesterday, took my stepdaughter to a pumpkin patch came home and there was a giant box from Chick-fil-A on my front step. And the box is actually labeled as Chick-fil-A. So if anybody saw it, they'd be like, ooh, free Chick-fil-A. A A lot of food, too. But uh, So yeah, I opened it and there was a handwritten card in there saying, thanks for for eating at Chick-fil-A. We appreciate it, (laughs) this, that, and the other. And inside the card was five free milkshakes. So that was cool. (sighs) And then on top of that, I also got a fleece blanket. With I got, the Chick-fil-A logo? No, it's just plain. It's just okay. like a beige color. Okay. Um, I got a pack of tea, herbal tea. Okay. Uh, a, a little thing of like hand cream. And then I got two pairs of socks. I got a coffee mug and a coffee mug hot plate to like put on your counter to keep your coffee warm. Wow. I, don't, I don't have use for most of the stuff you got in this box. Yeah. I don't drink coffee. I don't well, the, the milkshakes and the socks. The milkshakes, the socks, the blanket. That's pretty much it. I don't yeah. drink tea. Why Chick-fil-A? Is it not Chick-fil-A branded tea? No, it's okay. like... Okay, all right. It's, it's that. They're sending you hand lotion. Very weird. Like It's like somebody just had stuff in their desk. Did they think they you were a you. girl? But <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I really nah, don't know. You need lotion in the fall. It's cold. But dry. I mean, my girlfriend's going to benefit from everything in this box. I only benefit from the milkshakes and maybe the socks. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I'm just. Uh, yeah. Jealous is fair. Um, yeah. I can't. I, I'm stunned. What? What? What is this? You send one tweet about, and you're criticizing them too. No. You're like, keep the damn milkshake around longer than twelve I, weeks. I would like to continue to give you money for it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, I I go all the time. I've that milkshake I believe started in early, maybe mid September. I've probably bought ten of them already. Ten milkshakes? Oh yeah. Easily. Now Tyler was saying he goes very early in the morning. Are they making shakes by that time? I don't think so, but no. I'm not gonna get one anyways. It's so, six in the morning. Supposedly, <laughs> coming into work. Supposedly, and I asked them about this and they said each location is different, but supposedly you can get this milkshake flavor in a coffee version. 
So instead of the ice cream, you can get it in okay. coffee. I enjoy how often we do free advertising on this show <laughs> when we could easily just like. Hey, do you want to sponsor something? Yeah, like easily. But, but... Have you seen this place sell stuff? <laughs> I mean, easily avoid down. avoid subjects that. <laughs> God. Easily, count us down. What are you talking about? Easily, we may have to end the show. Nine, <laughs> eight. Uh, I did want to tell you guys though. So you guys all know I went to Indiana with uh, UNLV football this yes. weekend. We landed, got in the plane. First thing I did, sign up for FanDuel. <laughs> it was fantastic. So now I have three months of NBA League Pass for free. And I was able to continue my bets on the road. Would you? Would uh, you bet? Uh, I actually won my first bet with them. It was a anytime touchdown by Taysom Hill, and then it was just downhill from there. No, oh, it's always oh. downhill from there. The yeah. degenerate. Come on. How long? How long were you on the tarmac after the game, trying to leave? Uh, in total, probably about three hours. I think I was in the vehicle for about two, almost two and a half, and then on the plane for about a half hour, forty-five minutes. Oh, you guys weren't on the plane first. No, we so we pulled up, started walking towards the plane, and then they were like, "Hey, bad wind in Vegas. We're delayed two hours, maybe two and a half hours. So you guys need to wait in your vehicles." Wait, so the, you drove right? Oh, up because to the, oh, because yeah. it's a charter. Yeah, it's a charter. There's no, uh, there's yeah. no. Uh, you yeah. can't work. You can't wait inside. No, but that uh, that airport security boy. We just drove up to the gate. It was wide <laughs> open. The guy was standing there. He was like, "All right." Oh, Didn't ask good. us anything. All right, well, I doubt the terrorists are coming in through South Bend. <laughs> can you can you tell us what you tell everybody what you told us earlier about the the fuel? Oh yeah. So on the tarmac because uh, because of the winds in Vegas, I guess they they put extra fuel in the planes. They might have then, to circle. Yeah, because they were like, hey, we might have to circle for a little bit, wait for the wind to calm down, find our window and go down, or uh, reroute and go somewhere else. And then once we were there, they were just like, you know what? We're uh, we're over our weight limit by 1,500 pounds, so we're just going to sit here, and I'm going to turn on the engines, and we're going to burn the extra fuel. <laughs> so it was, it was a little nerve-wracking. <laughs> but Hey, did they fasten not... your seatbelts. It's going to be a fun ride. <laughs> did they not take account the weight before they put the fuel in? Oh, I'm sure they do. Obviously not. They had to Is burn the fuel because the... they were overweight. Do they still drive the equipment in trucks? Across the country? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they did in Indiana, but I'm pretty sure they did in California. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just put it on the plane.